the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Tough Topic Tuesday. We're going to talk about diversity on the bench. What do you think about that? Come on, let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me. Your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone watching us on our socials, at Anderson Speaks is my handle there for Facebook Live and YouTube Live and actually all of my socials. And then, of course, those of you who are listening on WAVA, thanks a lot for tuning in. That's 105.1 FM out of Arlington, Virginia, covering all of the nation's capital, including D.C., Northern Virginia, Maryland, parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. So thanks a lot for tuning in. We're in our mobile studio in the auditorium of Bridgeway Community Church, and I've got my main man, Tony Penny, sidekicking it with me today. How's it going, Tony? I am alive and grateful, Doc. Always happy to be here on a Tough Topic Tuesday. Always good to have you, and we've got a a doozy for a tough topic. And so I'm going to open in a word of prayer, go ahead and give you my phone number, and we're going to talk about uh, diversity on uh, on the SCOTUS, on the Supreme Uh, Court of the United States of America. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for being the ultimate Supreme Court. And uh, we bow to you as our ultimate judge. And we pray, God, that you give us stimulating conversation. Help us to learn and debate and grow. We commit all this to you today. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Amen. If you want to give us a call and weigh in on the topic, you can always call 888 432 Seven four three four. Got it. Eight 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 four three two seven four three four. Or uh, you can uh, just remember the word bridge in case you're driving over one. Eight 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 four three bridge. Well, Tony Penny, uh, President Biden has promised to nominate a black woman as the next Supreme Court justice. Our question is: uh, Do people think that that's fair, or do they think it's discriminatory? Uh, what do you think, friends? Is it time for a black woman to be on the bench? For some people, uh, Tony, uh, people feel like that is uh, kind of racist, kind of like why would you go after a, a black woman? What is that all about? What do you think? Well, I can, I can understand. I said um, scuttlebutt. You did. That's, that's, <laughs> I haven't heard that since my Marine Corps days. Um, I, I can understand where people come from, um, saying that that's, that might be a little discriminatory. Certainly Senator Ted Cruz thought that. Um, 
apparently like about 99% of the American population. He has a podcast. I didn't know that, but uh, he has a podcast. Doesn't everybody? And on his podcast uh, just yesterday, he said that Biden's pledge to nominate a black woman sent a message to other Americans that they're automatically, quote, unquote, ineligible because of race and gender. Huh. So in other words, by saying you want a black woman, uh, you're saying that everybody else is unqualified. Well, right. By Uh saying you want a black woman, you have, according to him and and other people, uh, disqualified a huge portion of your potential nominating pool. Understood. Okay, so that's that's a view. That's an opinion uh, that says, you know, by uh, saying you're going to put a black woman on, you are basically discriminating against everyone that is not. Uh, I suppose, a black woman. And so uh, quite interesting there. What do you think, friends? 888-43-BRIDGE. Well, uh, conservative Benjamin Watson, who was a football player uh, for the Ravens and the New England uh, Patriots and others who's now retired, he tweets out something surprising to me because I know know Benjamin Watson. He's African-American, but he's pretty conservative. This is what he says. Two years ago, Trump said that he would nominate a woman to SCOTUS. And he did. Now, Biden reiterated his pledge to nominate a black woman to SCOTUS, and he will. The response, however, has been markedly different because of the word black. We all see it, and it's disgusting. That's what Benjamin Watson says. Um, What do you think uh, is the impetus for Joe Biden saying, I'm going to put a black woman on? Well, I, I don't know that Joe Biden didn't have this in mind when he uh, decided to run for president. I don't know that he hadn't thought about this when he was vice president of the United States for eight years. But I do know one of his promises, I think, maybe it was one of his campaign promises on the presidential trail in 2020. Um, I do know that uh, Jim Clyburn, uh, senator from uh, South Carolina, a congressman, um, essentially told then-candidate Biden, that he wouldn't get his support unless he promised to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. Hmm, interesting. That is one thing about uh, civil rights and equality and equity is you often feel like you have to push for someone who looks like you. Otherwise, it will never happen. Right. Like there has to be pressure. There has to be intentionality. It's not going to be like, let's just go look at the best pool out there. And uh, black people are going to rise up and, and, and to the cream uh, and they're going to be on the courts. It's going to be like six black people and and. and three others. It doesn't usually work like that, does it? No, no president, especially in modern times, I believe, has ever sought the best possible candidate and looked at all possible options. Really? Most presidents have an idea of the kind of justice they want on the bench. Ronald Reagan, uh, when he ran for president in 1980, promised to put a woman on the Supreme Court, and he did. And there was no real backlash or outcry about that. Donald Trump promised to put a woman on the on the Supreme Court, and he did. Um, nobody really said anything because the white part was silent. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They they promised to put a woman, but they knew that it was most likely going to be a white woman. Aha! Uh-huh. So they weren't saying we're going to put the best woman. Uh, they pretty much knew it was going to be a white woman. Well, but you don't know if that's really what their motive was, right? I, we don't know that that's their motive, but we certainly know that. There have been 115 Supreme Court justices nominated since the inception of the Supreme Court. Um, 110 of them were men. 
and um, 112 of them were white. So Tony Penny. I, I'm just I'm just doing the numbers. I'm just running but the numbers. But again, here. you know, we don't want to look at race. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be discriminatory. Well, you remember so, last week we talked about the Supreme Court looking at affirmative action in college admissions. So right. It's kind of ironic that now the president is, has promised to put a black woman up, up as a nominee. Well, again, I think a lot of people don't understand why diversity through intentionality is so important. Because if you don't intentionally uh, diversify, if you just say, just let the chips fall where they will, well, they often, at least historically, have fallen uh, not on the side of people that look uh, like me, people who are black, brown, whatever you want to say, African-American, Asian, Hispanic. I mean, it just the reality is, you know, when people balk at the fact that you're trying to talk about diversity, bring in diversity, uh, it becomes you're racist and you're race based. And I even had a guy call last week and ended up he cursed on the air, mm-hmm. you know, before we could hang up on him. Just so upset, you know, because you'd even think about a college or a university looking at race as one of many possible factors. But oftentimes people don't realize how often uh, race is a factor to keep people out. Right. But as soon as you say, let's have race as a factor to bring people in. It because it's not it's not racist as long as you keep them out. Right. But as long as you as soon as you start talking about bringing them in, then it becomes racist. Right. Because you have uh, the thinking is you've now disqualified a white person, a male, whomever. Um, yeah, it, it's it's mind boggling in a way. Hmm. Well, we have uh, effectively laid the foundation for you. What do you think? You want to join in the conversation? Eight 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 four three two. 7434. We'll be right back. This is Real Talk, and it's Tough Topic Tuesday with Dr. David Anderson. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is not just an insightful radio talk show but also a conversation that encourages listeners to engage in higher levels of understanding. Here's what people are saying about the show. Dr. Anderson, I've been listening to you for a couple years now, and I just wanted to call in and say amen and hallelujah. You are on the mark. I listen to you uh, very much, and it's it's very, very good to hear your refreshing voice on the radio. You're not afraid to take any topic. Uh, You are very humble. And um, it's, it just give us comfort. I love the radio station. My favorite is Marriage Mondays. Even though I'm not married, it's okay. I love it. I love the advice. I listen to it all the time. I have my notifications on. I was on the show once upon a time. Um, so I just love the advice and just the biblical sound and just stuff that he says on here. It's just amazing to listen to. He's such an inspiration because not only does he impact the um, local area, but his message is so powerful that it deserve to go on a broader spectrum comprehension begins with conversation is not just a phrase it's a reality join the conversation at real talk with dr david anderson
Like I said, we want to end COVID, man. Whatever we must do, whatever shot we must take, we must fight. Prince Georgians, let's get our children vaccinated and get our booster shots so we can all be proud to be protected. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sevla Didiluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're talking about diversity on the Supreme Court of Justice, the Supreme Court bench, the Supreme Court bench. President Biden has promised to nominate a black woman as the next Supreme Court justice, and that has uh, indeed created a scuttlebutt. Uh, people are like, hmm, that's, is that racist? What's wrong with that? So we're asking you the question, is it is it fair or is it discriminatory? And also, is it time for a black woman to be on the bench. Now, Tony Penny's with me, and he said that 115 Supreme Court justices have sat on the bench. Is that right? That's correct. How many of them have been white, Tony? Um, 112 out of the 115. Really? We're 112 white. out of the 115. How many were women? Five. Okay. So out of 115, 110 were men. Mm-hmm. And five were women. Mm -hmm. So if a president who's a male says, uh, I'm going to uh, put a woman on the bench, if all of the men that preceded said, no, that would be chauvinistic or misogynistic or whatever, Mm -hmm. bad, how dare you exclude us? Because now you're saying that we're not worthy of being on the bench. Let's see what Ted Cruz said. Oh, he had plenty to say. Mm. The fact that he's willing to make a promise at the outset that it must be a black woman, I got to say that's offensive. Right. You know, you right. know, black women are what, 6% of the U.S. population? <laughs> he's saying to 94% of Americans, I don't give a damn about you. You are ineligible. And he's also saying it's actually an insult to black women. If, if he came and said, I'm going to put the best jurist on the court and and he looked at a number of people and he ended up nominating a black woman he he could credibly say okay i'm nominating the person who's most qualified he's not right. even pretending to say that he, he's saying if you're a white guy tough luck if you're a white woman tough luck you don't qualify if you're a white guy if you're a white woman tough luck because out of 115 112 have been white men and women Tough luck. Tough luck. So what is that? What is that that just says as soon as you talk about someone black, it automatically creates such uh, vitriol 
uh, in the majority community? I think in large part it's because there are many, many people and have been for generations who believe that quality is always sacrificed on the altar of diversity. Mm-hmm. Right? Is it? If, if Isn't you, it? No, it's not. Are you it, sure? It, it's not. Look. Well, if, come on. Clarence Thomas? Well, okay. <laughs> there is that one. Perhaps no. the least qualified in modern times. Okay. So let's just say that for a second. Okay. So the is, was he the first? No, he's not the first black no, that's been on the he, Supreme Court. No, he was the first he, in a long time. First, uh, well, Thurgood Marshall retired. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, Clarence Thomas was nominated to succeed him. Mm-hmm. All right. So Clarence, then uh, Thurgood Marshall being the first African-American on the on the bench. So then Clarence Thomas would be the second. Right. And qualified, not qualified, not because nobody was saying uh, back then he was a, he was a Republican mm-hmm. uh, being appointed by a Republican. Uh, so we, we didn't hear the voices then saying, oh, you know, he's the most qualified and he's in he's black. But was he the most qualified, Tony? Give no, us the background on no, Clarence Thomas. No, no, no. Clarence Thomas was far from the most qualified person to to fill that, other than the fact that he had a lot of melanin in his skin. Uh, Clarence Thomas spent eight years working uh, as the head of the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Um, he spent about 18, 19 months as a federal judge before he was nominated. 18 or 19 months? Months. So that's less than two years. Yes. As, as a, a fed, as a federal judge. as a federal judge before that he was running an EEOC right okay hang on and now you're going to put him in for life as a Supreme Court justice exactly but he had to do more than that there's no way he could be less than two years federal judge I mean somebody ought to be on like at least ten like a judge judge but you're saying two years two years hmm. less than two years really yeah wow okay all right so there are times when quotas are Happy things, depending on the side of the aisle you're from. Well, I mean, I mean, we don't, we shouldn't do quotas based on uh, lack of quality, but you have the right color. Nobody's saying that, but that's what was well, done in this case. But George H. W. Bush kind of said that uh, in nominating Clarence Thomas to fill um, Thurgood Marshall's seat that he was vacating. What did he say? I'm going to get a black man and he can be unqualified? He, no, no, no. He did not say he was going to get a black man, but he did get someone um, who just happened to be black but was remarkably unqualified to the point that the American Bar Association barely supported his nomination. Really? So, I mean, so if we're going to talk about how diversity shouldn't be done, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be done by saying we're not going to mention black. We're just going to choose someone that's not qualified, and it's going to happen to be black. Well, look at that. That's like, and he wants to, and, and Ted Cruz wants to talk about being disingenuous. Mm-hmm. You know, was he talking about it back then? No, I doubt it very seriously. Oh, interesting. All right, now, 888-432-7434 is our number. We want to hear from you, so let's go right to the phone lines and talk with Roy, who's in Fort Washington, Maryland. Hi, Roy. It's Dr. Anderson. How you doing? Dr. Anderson. I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging. What are you thinking? Well, you know, I, I'm, I, I guess Joe Biden made that promise in, during his campaign. Mm-hmm. But the more I've been thinking about it, I, I don't know. I think he should not have said, uh, I'm, I'm going to nominate a black woman. Now, I think when the time for the nomination came up, you know, if his short list is three black women, it's kind of obvious what, you know, what he's looking for. Uh huh. But just but don't to, say it. To announce it, then he, he 
Just don't say it. You don't have to say it. Why? Let's go. You, you let's know, go with why. Why should he have said it? Why should he not have said it? Just to hear, hear your thinking on it, brother Roy. Because it it, it creates uh, just. I just heard the clip from Ted Cruz. That's the kind of uh, animosity that it creates when you mm -hmm. say that. Right. So yeah, at some so, at, at so some you, point. You yeah, but at some point, do you say, you know what, people are going to um, have animosity anyway. Let's just call it what it is. Or do you think we ought to continue to just kind of, you know, slide it in strategically without r ruffling feathers? See, I, I won't necessarily call it sliding in. Okay. You just you just no, you just nominate them. They're, they're well qualified, mm -hmm. but now you kind of like put a little stigma on it like they're not qualified. Oh, I see what they're, you're saying. They're, they're, I mean, they're, I mean uh, uh, who was it? Uh, President Clinton did it. Uh, I think it was, I can't remember, Lonnie, Lonnie, Lanier, Lanier or something like that. Uh, she was well qualified. I don't remember, but she didn't uh, make it this year. Yeah, I can't remember her name. She didn't make it no, this year. No, no, because they, they got yeah, they, they got her for a paper she wrote in college or something oh, like that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, Roy. Hey, well, listen, I appreciate you thinking. Thanks for hanging with me, okay? Okay. Let's go to All Patricia right. in Bowie, Maryland. Hi, Patricia. It's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Thanks for hanging with me. So what are you thinking on this topic? Did I ruffle your feathers already? Oh, I... <laughs> yes, you have. Okay. <laughs> well, I believe this is the one thing Joe Biden did do right. Uh-huh. Black people, we represent, you know, we only represent 6%, but our children are being taken advantage of by the Supreme Court, by, you know, by different court systems. And I think that we should have representation and that we have been, you know, this country was built off the black minority, African-American, and for us to not have an opportunity to be on the Supreme Court is totally unfair. I've seen, I see racism, I see racism every day in my personal life. I put my son in a private school and he gets, you know, I, I, I experience racism every single day. No matter how hard we work, no matter how much education we get, we are always being deprived. Yeah. Well, and I think that that you know, that this should that we should have an opportunity as well. Yeah. Well, thank you, Patricia. I appreciate you speaking out on this. God bless you. Okay. You got it. And so, you know, I think one of the things Patricia's saying, and I don't know if she actually said it, but I believe I'm, I'm sensing this. When Biden said that, what that does do is affirm black women to say, wow, he's thinking about us. He's being intentional. He's not going to leave us out because they've been left out of so much so often. Right. And, you know, going back to Roy's point about, well, he didn't have to say it. He kind of did have to say it if he wanted Congressman Clyburn's endorsement, which ultimately led to a huge victory for Biden in South Carolina, which then led to victories on Super Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So he kind of had to say it for political purposes mm -hmm. if he wanted to, to get that kind of support. Um, but, it, yeah, I mean, look, it, if you look at the short list that the president allegedly has of potential nominees, yeah, these are not... Clarence Thomas. <laughs> right. They're not unqualified token appointments. Right. These are uh, two of them are. Which Ivy is the thing League. many people say that they're against. We don't want tokenism. We don't right. want uh, quotas. We don't want you bringing people on who are black and they're not qualified. Yet that's what uh, 
the Republicans did on with regard to Clarence Thomas. That's what Herbert Walker Bush did with Clarence Thomas. He had less than two years <laughs> ever being a federal judge, and now he's get a lifetime appointment. What about the ones that are up, the five that are up now? Give me, uh, in the next uh, 30 seconds, a little bit about their qualifications. Sure, I'll give you the top three. Um, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, 51 years old. She's a judge on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. Graduated from Harvard Law School. Clerked for Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer, um, who she would be replacing. Uh, Judge Leandra Kruger, 45-year-old justice on the California Supreme Court. Graduated from Yale Law School, clerked for former Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens. How long has she been on the bench? She has been on the bench in the Supreme Court since, I believe, 2015. So that's about seven years, close to seven years. But okay. she was a judge prior so to So she that. was a so judge, then she was on Supreme Court for that state of what, California? California. So okay. she has a, a good amount of experience on the bench. Give me one more. Third one. J. Michelle Childs, little-known federal district court judge in South Carolina. Um, uh, President Biden just recently nominated her for an appeals court. Um, this is the one that, that Congressman James Clyburn uh, thought should be appointed because yeah, she's in from part the South. because <laughs> she's from the South and she's from a blue collar family and she isn't Ivy League educated. She went to the University of South Carolina. How about it? Any bench uh, experience? Absolutely. How, how many? I can't remember the number of years off the top of my 888-432-7434. head. 888-432-7434. We'll be right back. Dr. Robert Jeffress has never been one to back down. Instead of running away from tough issues, Dr. Jeffress accepts the challenge head on. The way you preserve, the way you influence your culture is not becoming like the culture. It's by living in a distinctive way from the culture. Hear what bold biblical teaching is all about. Listen to Pathway to Victory with Dr. Robert Jeffress weekdays on its new time at 7 p.m. here on Life Changing Talk Radio 105.1 FM WAVA. Today, people with disabilities can achieve a better life experience with Able Now, a tax-advantaged savings account specifically designed for people with disabilities. Able Now accounts help eligible individuals save and invest their own money without endangering certain disability benefits. Learn if you or someone you know is eligible for an Able Now account at able-now.com. This message is provided by Able Now, administered by Virginia 529. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news, and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut. With top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. HD radio listeners can hear WAVA-FM on 105.1 FM HD1 and hear us on our mobile app and on Radio.com. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. For those who love contemporary Christian music, CCM Magazine is a must-read. Explore the latest redemptive music and the culture it impacts by starting your subscription today. Visit ccmmagazine.com. I invested in one of those fancy new exercise bikes. Without a doubt, a very special tool to help me get healthier. The problem is three days go by, then four, and I've done nothing. 
And then it's night five, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table, and I look down at myself, and I can't help but just laugh. Because there I am, wearing the exercise t-shirt that came with the bike, and I'm eating two corn dogs. And I think we'd all agree, the special tool only matters if we use it to our benefit. At United Faith Mortgage, we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions. There's no middleman, and often, this allows us to get you a better rate on your refinance or new home purchase, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Dot or corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Tough Topic Tuesday around here, which means we're usually shaking stuff up. And uh, that's a part of uh, learning and growing and and, uh, kind of uh, wrestling intellectually and politically and all that other good stuff. But uh, in the spirit of Christ, we always want to make sure we say, you know, the scriptures are what's most important here. And even though we're talking about diversity and diversity on the bench and uh, in, in the politics, you know, what's most important is our relationship with Christ and one another. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, diversity on the bench. That is the topic. And the president uh, has promised to nominate a black woman as the next Supreme Court justice. Our question, is that fair or is it discriminatory? Is it time for a black woman to be on the bench? Why has one not been on the bench. I've got Tony Penny hanging out with me today. Uh, Tony Penny, um, how many Supreme Court uh, justices have there been? Let's just review for people who are just joining us. There have been 115 Supreme Court justices. And how many of them have been white? 112. All right. So three have not been? Correct. Okay. And um, they are? The three non-whites, uh-huh. Thurgood Marshall, Clarence Thomas, Sonia Sotomayor. And that's that's it. That's it. No Asians. No Asians. No blacks. No, uh, no I mean black uh, females. No. And no Native Americans. None. Okay. All right. Um, how many have been male out of those 112 white Supreme Court justices? How many have been male? Out of 115, we have had 110 that were men. Uh-huh. Five women. Well, here's one white man that is upset about it. Let's listen to what Ted uh, Cruz has to say. The fact that he's willing to make a promise at the outset that it must be a black woman, i got to say that's offensive. Right. You know, you right. know black women are, what, 6% of the U.S. population? <laughs> he's saying to 94% of Americans, I don't give a damn about you. You are ineligible. And he's also saying it's actually an insult to black women. If, if he came and said, I'm going to put the best jurist on the court, and, and he looked at a number of people and he ended up nominating a black woman, he, he could credibly say, okay, I'm nominating the person who's most qualified. He's not right. even pretending to say that. He, he's saying, if you're a white guy, tough luck. If you're a white woman, tough luck. You don't qualify. Tough luck if you're a white guy, 110 white guys out of 115 Supreme Court justices. I don't think they've had a lot of tough luck. Uh, you think uh, black women have had tough luck? A little bit. Uh-huh. So we looked at all those Supreme Court justices, and we've just never found one that was qualified, evidently. Amazingly enough. We Interesting. Okay, thanks, Ted Cruz. 888-432-7434. Let's see what Bella says. She's in Washington, D.C. Hello, Miss Bella. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? 
Hello, Dr. Anderson, my favorite radio talk show host. Oh, How are kind. you? Thank you. <laughs> I'm better now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you have us waiting pretty long here. I guess I needed the patience today. That's right, because it's a long line. You you got in. <laughs> okay, well, listen, let me, let me be real quick. You all are skating around the subject, I think. And the truth of the matter is not only is it time for a black woman, and um, it's time for the other, like you said, maybe Asians and Native Americans as well. But at least he's starting with the black woman because, you know, and I'm and I'm I'm black, you know. But you know, we're, we're like always at the last of the totem pole, and it's time out. Somebody has to break the glass ceiling and just stop all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. These people, Tom Cruise, didn't say any. What's his name? Ted Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he didn't say anything when Trump was up there talking all of this crack and this violent stuff. Nothing at all. They get on my nerve. It's it's just ridiculous how people have this starch racism. Some, not all, the starch racist hearts. It's evil. And as soon as you mention, as soon as you mention a black woman, all of a sudden it's just like uh, now now everybody's racist and it's terrible, you know and. Yeah, so anyway. It needs to stop. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. And I'm glad that President Biden said what he said and he meant what he said. Right. And just that's put it out it. there. Well, I. Uh, that's it. He's the president. I am happy just for you as a black woman, <laughs> you know, just because when do, when do y'all, you know, as black women ever feel like, wow, someone's actually intentionally choosing us. We've been, I mean, black women have been fighting for so long for dignity, honor. Like, how that feel? For so long. It, it, it feels good. I mean, because, you know, you still see a lot of it. It, it feels good. Um it's time for someone to, to break the glass silly. Mm-hmm. And you know what? God is using him. Let's say that. God is using him. And that's the bottom line. All right, Ms. God is using him. Miss Bella, God bless you. Thank you for hanging with me today, okay? Thank you. All right, let's go, to, let's go to Anonymous in Washington, D.C. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson. How you doing? Dr. Anderson? Hi. Welcome. Dr. Anderson? Yes, welcome. You're on the air. Well, let me hurry up because I, what I got to say is going to be a little different. Okay. As a minister, what is in the scripture saying you must pray for your leaders? Yes, it does. Yep, and Timothy, sure it does. Okay. And yet, to the your to your guest, um, what's his name? Tony Penny. He's a sidekicking with me today. Mr. Penny, how you doing? Great, thank you. How Th- are you? Thirty seconds, my friend. Okay, let me hurry up. A president has a right to pick anyone he chooses. Yes. Now, remember, last year, three judges quickly, and guess who was in the middle? Who? Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. Because God, you have to move him out of office in order to get things done. That's all I got to say. Thank you, and God bless you guys. Blessings to you as well. Uh, yeah, we are supposed to pray to our, for our leaders. I'm not sure. quite sure how that intersected with what he was saying. Even... But, um, yes, we should be praying for our leaders, whatever side of the aisle they're on. We're coming right back, and we're coming right back to the phone lines. I've got one that just opened up. If you want to grab it, call us now, 888-432-7434. We're talking about diversity on the SCOTUS bench.
Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. Oh. <laughs> they are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they mm-hmm. came out. Love it. It was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call, 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. If you live in the Bowie, Greenbelt, Glendale, or Woodmore area, anywhere in that vicinity, guess what? Laser Landscaping LLC wants to make your lawn look beautiful. They will mow your lawn. They'll edge around the outskirts of your lawn. They'll put up plants, whatever you need to make your house pop. They'll do it for you. Give them a call, 240-516-4967. That's 240-516-4967. Ask for the owner, Fidel, and tell them that Dr. Anderson sent you. Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum & Associates has experience with pastor church relations, administration and organizational issues, church liability and risk management, and real estate matters. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum & Associates today at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's Public Figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click Like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're talking about diversity on the Supreme Court bench. Right back to the phone lines, Ashburn, Virginia. David is on the line. Let's go there. Hello, David. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. God bless you, sir. What are you thinking today? Hey, uh, thank you. And speak up a little uh, bit for me. So, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, listening you know, to the show today and uh, just, just thinking that uh, I think that it's great that uh, an African-American is being considered as a, a female. Yeah. Know, for the bench, I, I, I don't think it uh, makes a lot of sense to not make her competitive with the rest of her peers of other races, mm-hmm. uh, just amongst, you know, themselves. So I, I think that it would mean more if, 
you know, the best qualified person. It's, we just made sure that they were included right. in consideration. I, I think that our country is at a, a place right now where um, I, I think that the, the competitive, you know, advantage should be in, you know, qualification. Uh, but that an African-American woman, you know, should be just as qualified as anybody else. So yeah. I, I think that the day that it opens up to regardless of race and we just make sure that, you know, each race is, you know, put up, you know, for the position that, you know, right. the person. Yeah, I, I hear I hear your heart on it. And Roy was saying the same thing, one of my earlier callers, David. So I hear your heart on it. Um, but let me ask you a question. If you were running and you're a white guy and you know that at the end of the day, the president wants to choose a black person, right? Would you would you want to go through that entire process? I mean, do you know the process of vetting that takes place? Like, would you really want to go through that if you knew at the end of the day that what the president wanted was a black woman, but we're going to put her up against all these other people just to show that uh, they have done uh, their due diligence? I mean, personally, I wouldn't want to go through the vetting process. I <laughs> know. <laughs> but so but, uh, think about that for the people that would have to go through it, knowing that, you know, most likely you're not going to get it. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, I think that's what minorities have, have had to work with in the past. That right. Have gone up for it. There you uh, go, David. So, yeah, brother. There you go. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. Man, I'm so glad you called. Bless you back. Uh, I, I love I love the call because you could already tell his his heart is there. But when we have the conversation, you start thinking about it, and you say, you know what? I, I get your point, but think about what minorities and specifically black women uh, have gone through so long. You keep trying. You you keep trying to get vetted. You keep trying to win, and you realize somewhere deep in your heart, you're never really going to get chosen. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be disheartening and discouraging to spend your life in the legal profession doing your very best as an attorney, perhaps maybe as a as a judge, maybe even making it to the federal appeals court, which is typically a, a standard credential for being considered for the Supreme Court at some point down the road. And you, you see yourself getting passed over time and time again, maybe for lesser qualified, maybe not, but certainly more often than not for men. Let me just give you an example. The very first black woman to ever serve as a federal appeals court judge was appointed in 1979. Mm-hmm. Okay. You and I were both alive and, you know, young yeah. kids at that time, but, you know, we, were, we knew what was going on. Since then, since 1979. Since 1979, over 40 years later, there's only been seven more black female federal judges. Uh-huh. Seven. Federal judges. We're not even talking about Supreme Court. Right. And there are a lot of federal judges. There's a ton of federal judges. And so since 1979. You've only had seven. Up until 2022, mm-hmm. you've had seven federal judges that were black women. Right. Did y'all hear that? I mean, that means something, Tony. That's I forty mean, years. So hundreds of federal judges. Hundreds of federal judges. You've only had little more than a half a dozen who could even be pulled from a pool uh, to be considered. Okay, let me uh, be a, the opposite advocate here. Well, if they were qualified, then it would be more than seven. Okay, Let, let's talk about qualifications for a second. I'm going to take you back a little bit. 
Um, June of 1941. We're going way back now. But way June back. of 1941. Year you were born. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the president of the United States in 1941 was? Oh, everybody knows that. Yeah. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Of course, yeah. There it is. Franklin Delano Roosevelt nominated in June of 1941 a man by the name of James Francis Burns okay. to be associate justice on the Supreme Court. James Francis Burns dropped out of school when he was 14 years old. He never attended college. He never attended law school. Everything he knew about the law, he learned from working in law firms. Okay. He got the job because he was an ardent supporter of Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and while he was in Congress, he helped push forward some of Roosevelt's agenda. And so as a reward, Roosevelt nominated him to be associate justice on the Supreme Court, and he won that nomination. Now, he quit a little over a year later, but still. <laughs> he didn't want the job. He didn't want Okay, that. so, but that was back in 1941. Like, surely things changed since then. 1991. Oh. George H.W. Bush uh-huh. has an opportunity to replace Thurgood Marshall on the Supreme Court. Thurgood Marshall, the iconic first African-American judge on the bench of the Supreme Court. Mm. He selects a little-known unqualified federal judge named Clarence Thomas who had 18, 19 months as a federal judge, period. That's like a year and a half, Tony. That's a year and a half. You spend more time in law school. <laughs> he had a year and a half on the federal bench. And got nominated, and and we the rest is history. Uh-huh, okay. Speaking of history, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 888-432-7434. Let's go to Barbara in Greenbelt, Maryland. Hello, Miss Barbara. Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Fantastic. How about you? God bless you, my sister. What are you thinking? Well, my God is awesome. I love the Lord. He's so powerful. Amen. Now, President Biden, I'm praying for him. The whole staff capital here. I wrote a song called World Prayer. What the people need today. Okay, you got 20 prayer. seconds now. You can't go singing now. Go ahead. What a, <laughs> is that why you called me to sing your song? Well, I'll do that later. Meanwhile, yes, what he, President Biden did, okay, good, yes. We need African-American women in there. Because women, Mary carried Jesus, the Holy Spirit, was born to Mary. And God, as such, she did some things in the Bible. We got Bible women, but we still got Bible women. So we're going to pray that that lady get that position. And God, Jesus, Holy Precious, name, amen. All right, God bless you from Greenbelt. She's about to sing. She sure was. Okay. 888. I, I wonder if one of the black women, if they make it onto the Supreme Court, is going to be singing. <laughs> <laughs> don't be, don't start. Come on, Tony, with the double clap. I can't. There's a lot that I could say, but I'm not going to go down Shoot. that road. You're going to add, some, add uh-huh. some rhythm to the bench. That's what the title of my next book. <laughs> I just I can't wait for her to hear the first case because I want to I want to listen in on that the Is first she, what the first case she the has first to case hear yeah as the Supreme Court justice I want to hear that because I want to hear the questions yeah eight 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 four three bridge is the number you're gonna call me on tomorrow because my phone lines are now closed when we come back from this commercial break we're gonna land this plane we have been talking about diversity on the bench President Biden says he's gonna nominate a black woman woman and guess what black women how's that feel. Seldomly are you chosen intentionally. Does it feel good? It should. We'll be right back.
You know what you could do? You could put in a massive swimming pool in your basement. And fill it with Skittles. Ah, oh, Skittles. And there'd be a big light-up slide. And you could slide headfirst into Skittle heaven. Hey, it's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And maybe never in the history of time have we had a moment where home values have skyrocketed this much while interest rates have dropped this much. And what that has brought into play for now, for so many WAVA listeners, is the cash-out refinance loan. Some listeners are using that newfound equity or money to pay off debt or to do some very cool home upgrades at a time where our homes might continue to be more and more important. But hey, a Skittle Paradise could also be cool. If you're curious about your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. UMC Mortgage Company, Melbourne, New York. Animalist number 1330. Animalist Consumer Access.org. Total refinance insurance may be higher for life of loan. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that will provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month, a million for for less than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit biglou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. This is John MacArthur. Join me for today's Portraits of Grace. The Bible commands those who would come to God to cleanse their hands and purify their hearts. Now that command refers to both the external and internal dimensions of salvation. Like the priests who were required to wash their hands before they entered the presence of God, anyone who wants to come to God must have his life cleansed by confessing and repenting of the sins that characterize his actions. He must correct more than his outward behavior. He must also purify his heart by confessing and repenting of those sins that are inside, sins of thought and motive and desire. And then God cleanses. If you haven't known such cleansing, I pray that today you will know what it means to be cleansed, to be made free from the bondage of sin, to experience the saving grace of God, and thus become a true and permanent portrait of grace. with Dr. David Anderson. We're going to take our final call from Sterling, Virginia. Sister Donna is on the line. Hello, Sister Donna. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and great. To the point. Go for it. I am getting paranoid now as a black female in America. Why must we always have to deal with them trying to, like, somehow that God did not create us? As black people, we are fine with it, yeah. and it always seems like somehow we have to comfort bystanders, people yeah. who couldn't do the job this woman is called being called to do. And if people watch 
President Biden, he really is a, a Catholic president. If you watch what Catholics do, they go all over the world ever since the second, third, sixth century, and they take care of poor people, women, children. They have been consistent across the ages. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the priest thing. I'm just talking about what Catholicism is known for. He is doing something that's straight from heaven. Because he is thinking people because not of our color, but because of their character. And for us to have to apologize for being created black, I find it like you're a bystander. We've been floating this country on credit for centuries. Well, I would just say, Sister Donna, I would say, Sister Donna, you, you are absolutely right. And I just thank you for you know all you've had to endure all these years and i sure hope that even just hearing uh the president say that he's going to choose a black woman somehow somehow is a tiny bit of affirmation for you okay we are so happy i just want you to know if in the peanut gallery dr anderson (laughs) we are doing flips we are like doing strike we are happy as all get up but we will not you know, apologize for being yeah. created there black. You go. And, wanting to, and wanting to be included in things. So, listen, thank you, Sister yes, Donna. Sir. I've got to run, Okay. you know, out of the seven sayings of a gracist in my book, Gracism, the seventh saying is, I will celebrate with you. If you are not a black woman, this is the time that you exercise gracism and say, you know what, black woman? I will celebrate with you. I'm happy for you. Don't stand where Ted Cruz is standing and be like, you know what? It's wrong and and you shouldn't call, you know, you shouldn't say that you're going to nominate a black woman. You know, I will celebrate with you says, you know what? There's never been a black woman on the Supreme Court. I celebrate with you. This is how you respond as a gracist. Tony, last word. And I celebrate with you as someone who is extremely qualified to be there. Not a token, not a quota. You are qualified to be there. End of story. End of story. Well, listen, friends, we're going to say a prayer and let you get out of here. I hope that we've given you some perspective as we've taken in your phone calls. And remember what Tony Penny uh, told us research-wise, because I think that that is the power of today's show. 115 Supreme Court justices have been nominated, and guess what? 112 of them have been white. 110 of them have been white men. So, Ted Cruz, I know you might be a little bit upset, but get over it, my friend. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that uh, all were created in your image, and that includes black women. May they feel affirmed at least for a little while in this country at this time, in this moment. We celebrate them and say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.